<laughs> Your husband is in the middle of interviewing me and you've called it a very inopportune moment. Hi there, I'm Ian Rankin and you're listening to the Dimmix Book Lover Podcast. Hi, I'm Nikki Gemmell and you're listening to the Dimmix Podcast. I'm Richard Glover and you're listening to the Dimmix Podcast. I am Ruby Wax and you're listening to the Dimmix Podcast. I'm Michael Palin and you're listening to the Dimmix Podcast. You're listening to the Dimmix Podcast. So someone said to me, do you think you'll ever grow up? And... <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> that would be very boring. I'd like to introduce legendary author Jackie Collins to the Dimmix podcast. Hello, Jackie. Hello there. The first thing that occurred to me, Jackie, 500 million copies of your books have been sold in 40 countries. Yes. How do you actually reconcile a figure like that? I don't know. I mean, I've been, I've been writing for so long. I think I'm one of the few authors that's been writing as long as I have and still being on the bestseller list, so it's kind of great. But at the same time, you know, you have to realize that it's been a lot of years, so therefore a lot of countries and a lot of different translations, and uh, it adds up. I, as a child of the 80s myself and with three older sisters, yeah. I, I, we've got a, book, a bookshelf full of your books. <laughs> <laughs> Did I teach them everything they know about sex? Well, I, I, I think it's, it definitely, definitely contributed. Uh-huh. I'm actually interested in your thoughts on... You know, kids growing up today versus, you know, in those days. And it also links into Lucky. Do you think with the access of the internet and things like that, the romance has gone? I think it's interesting. You know, when I wrote Confessions of a Wild Child, I didn't put it in a time capsule. I made it just feel like it was, you know, a teenager growing up, Lucky Sant'Angelo growing up. But now when you look at what's going on today with texting and the internet and the social media and everything for kids to see, um, it can be a little scary, I think, for kids because of the pornography that's out there and also the fact that, you know, kids are very influenced by what they see on their screens because, you know, you go out with teenagers and they're on their, their phones the entire time. Who are they texting? I mean, you know, whatever happened to a good old phone call? That's what I say. Well, I I think it's true. If you're on, if you're in any public situation, people are actually looking down now at their phones. Exactly. It's a bit depressing, I think. I I think it is. I mean, uh, where's the romance? Where's the excitement? So I've tried to create that excitement and romance in Confessions of a Wild Child. I bought Lucky at the age of 15, discovering boys and sex and fun and you know, running away from school and running away from her father, Gino Santangelo, who's a great influence on her, and discovering that her brother is gay. I mean, she has all these adventures and having a big crush on Marco, the incredibly handsome Marco. So it was fun to write. But, you know, she obviously was a teenager in years that are not like today, not that long ago, because people say to me, how old is Lucky now? And I go, how old is James Bond? Yes. <laughs> No, no, and I think that I think that's the joy of your books is the ageless element to them, like the the, the themes and the romance and the uh, adventures. And I like I, I think your your plots are very intricate. How do how do you plan them out? Well, I don't. That's the thing. When I wrote The Power Trip, which was the book before Confessions of a Wild Child, it's all about this group of very affluent, famous people on a luxury yacht in Cabo St. Lucas. And I had no idea what was going to happen to them, but they got, you know, pirated by a bunch of Somali pirates. And I wrote the book, I write in longhand, so it's organic for me. I don't know what's going to happen from day to day. So when the Somali pirates turned up, I was as surprised as anyone. 
<laughs> so, so, so you you ride in longerhand. Yeah. Do you, is there a place or somewhere? Because you have to get into that environment in your head, I suppose. Oh yeah, you know. I mean, but my characters really carry me along. I don't know what they're going to do from day to day. I mean, when I was writing Confessions, I didn't know what Lucky was going to do, what adventures she was going to get up to. Did I know she was going to run away from two schools? Did I know she was going to go to the south of France? Did I know she was going to have all these adventures on a Greek island? No. But at the same time, it's Lucky, and she's finding herself. She's finding her voice in life. And what I like about Confessions is it's not just a young adult novel, which is the reason I wrote it in the first place. It's also for my fans who love this character, Lucky Santangelo, and who are having fun with this book because it's bringing them back to their teenage years. Absolutely. Do, has it filled in a few sort of gaps in the backstory about Lucky? It certainly has, because everybody was, you know, wanting to know what happened to Lucky when she was a teenager. And so now they can know. If they pick up Confessions of a Wild Child, there she is, teenage Lucky. What's the inspiration for your characters? Where does it come from? You know, I, I love creating new characters, and it's all around me, inspiration. I pick up a newspaper, and there can be a two-line story, and to me that's a book. Mm-hmm. And people tell me things all the time, and I think to myself, that's a book, that's a book, that's a book. I have so many books I want to write. I'm currently writing The Santangelos, which is about current-day Lucky, and Max, her wild teenage daughter, and Bobby, her very handsome Kennedy-esque son who owns nightclubs across America. And drama takes place at every turn. Now, you, you know, you've lived both in the UK and for quite a while now in Los Angeles. Yeah. When you, you know, meet people or introduce to you, go, these are like characters in my books or vice versa? Well, it's kind of vice versa. You know, I'll look at a character, I'll meet somebody in L.A., they may be famous, they may not be, but I will create that character from that person that I've met. Um, it's very interesting for me to, to make them recognizable enough that my readers can play the guessing game and they go, oh, wow, is, is Venus, is that Madonna, is it Lady Gaga, is it this one, is it that one? But they don't really know who it is because I might take the essence of a famous person and then write about them. Do you ever get writer's block? Never. I get getting to the desk block, which is even worse because I'll say, oh, I better take the dogs for a walk Mm. or better look and see what's in the fridge. I need to have a coffee. I must brew a fresh coffee and all of this goes on. But once I'm at my desk and I've got my pen in my hand, I'm writing away. I never get writer's block. Why do you you think people love your books so much? Because they're authentic. Mm. They're the real thing. It's not, you know, a book about Hollywood that I write is not being written by somebody with their nose pressed against the glass mansion doors of a fabulous mansion in Bel Air or Beverly Hills. It's the real thing. I'm inside that mansion. I know what goes on. I know those people in there. And uh, I think that they like the authenticity. They like the fact that my books are sexy, but they don't go over the top. Mm -hmm. They like the books because there's humor in them. And they like the books because there's really strong women and really attractive men. And people sometimes say to me, well, your, your male characters are always so well endowed. And I go, well, you know, the thing is, I have a choice, don't I? Yes. <laughs> and I, yeah, I don't know if anyone wants to read the opposite. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Do you, what books do you read, Jeff? Well, I'm currently reading a very interesting book called House in the Sky okay. by Amanda something or other who was kidnapped in Somalia. 
and it's her true life story, and I'm finding it quite fascinating because I created a character in the power trip called um, Flynn, and I want to bring him back, and I, he is a photojournalist, so I'm thinking of taking him to Afghanistan and giving him some adventures there. So I wanted to read about, you know, different countries, and I'm finding this a very fascinating book, but I love to reread The Great Gatsby every mm. year. Okay, well, and what, what was your take on the movie? Not good. I just watched it on the plane over, and I wasn't happy about um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was not Gatsby to mm. me, and she was certainly not Daisy. And I think that's one of the issues that come... I'll be, I'll be interested in your take on the translation of books into film or TV, because when you read a book, it's in your head, and you've got that, you know... You've exactly. Got that perception. Yeah. How have you found the adaptation of your books to TV and film? Well, I hated what they did with Hollywood Wives. I thought it was absolutely abysmal. And so I said to myself, self, I said, mm. after this, <laughs> I'm going to produce my own movies. And I did. And so I was the producer and writer on Lady Boss and on Lucky Chances and on Hollywood Wives, The New Generation. Mm. And so I wrote and produced all of those movies, and I was very happy with them. Now, you've got a sibling that's quite famous for acting. This and, is true. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure growing up there was the odd bit of sibling rivalry. Well, she's a little bit older than me, so she went off to Hollywood when I was still at school. Did you ever have the acting bug? I know you no. Did a bit of acting. No, I did do some acting, and I hated it, and I was always, in my mind, an out-of-work writer. Mm. Um, you know, I was always the Italian girl. Yes. You know, I would, I would also be in The Saint with Roger Moore and mm. things like that, but I never had that bug to be an actress. I always wanted to be a writer. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? I would say I'm an introvert, definitely. I like to go to parties, and I like to sit in a corner... And if people want to see me, they can come to me. Or I just watch. I'm like an anthropologist crawling through the jungles of Hollywood, <laughs> watching what goes on. So you walk into a room at the party and people go, oh, Jackie's coming. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. No, people tell me a lot of things. I'm like the bartender. Well, Set them up, Jackie. will tell you everything. Well, the good thing about your books is that they're not, you know, you change the identities. So exactly. So and people can play the guessing game, which they love to do. They have so much fun. There's a character in Confessions of a Wild Child called Maribel Blue, which is this movie star I created way back who's having an affair with Gino Santangelo and a very important senator and a gangster. You'll never guess who it's based on. Well, you know, a little bit of Marilyn. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like bookstores? I love bookstores, yes. I haven't had the chance to visit any in Australia because I've only just got mm. here, but I know Dimmock's is a fabulous store. No, we've got especially the one near us. It's a three-story. Oh, I love that. I could spend hours in bookstores. And you know we're running out of bookstores in L.A., and it's so sad. It is so sad. So one is kind of, you know, if you want to buy a book, you have to, like, seek out a bookstore, and you don't know where they are anymore. I think, I think that's one of the negatives of the whole online yeah it, yeah you know, that, that, i mean that. i order a, a lot of books from amazon now just because i can't find a bookstore to go to and browse mm, yeah, that, that's a shame um just finally the the recent growth of the steamy fiction 50 shades yeah what are your thoughts on those books well those books have been around for a long time there was an author called frank harris who used to write exactly the same kind of things way back in the 50s and they were banned all over the world because they were 
considered filthy. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of the same thing, and it's just, you know, come back again. And that's great for this writer who wrote the book because she got people reading again, and I, I think that's very um, a great thing for writers. However, I have to say that my characters, and I've said this before, they like to kick ass. They don't like to get their ass kicked. <laughs> nah, and I, I, I think there's all, all sorts of stuff written about you know, the role of women in, in, in the Fifty Shades series and things like that. The one thing in your books... Your women are strong. My women are strong, and that's one of the reasons that I think people love my books. They love strong women. They love sexy men. I write for everybody, you know, for all ages, for all uh, nationalities, for all sexual orientation. There is something for everybody in all of my books, and I think that's why they're popular. It's been my genuine pleasure to meet you, Jackie. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was great. Hi, I'm Jackie Collins, and you're listening to The Dimmicks Podcast. You should have done that. <laughs> <laughs>